Episode 64, The Bare Necessities. So Ashley and I just had a remarkable moment. There are times when... <laughs> We're drift compatible, Jeff. I uh, Totally. Like there are times when you like you say the same word or something at the same time, say jinx, etc. Ashley and I just both did the exact same crude physical miming in our Zoom call at the exact same time. They both dabbed at the same time. That's not what we did, Josh. We did the no. whole sure. reeling, <laughs> reeling out the 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 bird. That's what we were doing. Yeah, yeah I we missed were, that. Yeah. At the exact same time. It's pretty impressive. Oh, you missed it? I was going to say all three of us watched you do it, so I think three of us are really compatible. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't do it, though. Like, that doesn't make any sense at all. I bet the three people watching, they did the same action. That's wow. true. There's there's more than three people watching, though. But that's like a default thing. And plus, Wait, we can't it? see what Coder and Josh were doing because they still won't go on, on camera. The rest of us were pr- pros at this. You don't want to know what I was doing? I do want to know what you're doing. I'm sure it involved titties because uh, I just want to make sure that until the end of this podcast, body I pillows, keep bringing perhaps. up this. Oh, that's a great idea. I, should. I think long, long, you have one of the body pillows somewhere, right? Yes, I do. That's my boy. That's that's good. I like it. <laughs> oh, boy. Excellent. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging episode 64. Uh and we're back. We got the whole crew here again. Two two weeks in a row. That's awesome. Again. We just played a couple days ago, actually. So it's not that far. I think everyone will probably be relatively fresh in our mind what happened last time. But uh this is great. Like we were just talking about how uh yeah, like it's 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 just it's this big closed line of death that we're hanging out in. So we'll cycle back, really quick summary. We started last up, you all were in the hidden harbor, the hidden shipyard, the Umbat Nor. We met Maurice. Who's Josh's new character? Maurice. Between Ashley's character of Emily and Josh's character of Maurice, they have two hands. Just two. (laughs) I'm sure that's not going to be a problem at all. Which one are you missing? Uh, Left. Oh, okay. That doesn't work out. We've got two right hands. Mm -hmm. Two right hands. Oh, wait, no. My right hand's my danger fist. So never mind. We are a true pair. Okay. So one of you has a left hand, one of you has a right hand. Perfect. Oh, nice. I think... This is this is just the signs of a beautiful friendship. Romance? I don't know. Maurice is like a thousand years Ooh. old. I think. He's trying to get at Charlotte. He already did get at Charlotte. Come He's on. He's trying to get back. <laughs> the two of them. Sloppy seconds. Double dip. He's trying. He's yeah. This whole thing he's doing is entirely just for a just like a booty call. A That's potential all booty call. <laughs> he's putting in some work. I respect that hustle. Like that's that's pretty good. But I do feel like that's a lot of work. What he's he's risking life and that's got to be more the limbs. best booty call of his just entire life. I would think so. I would think so. All right, so let's get to this. We were in this shipyard. We met Maurice. Crazy things started to happen. These damn chaos manifestations uh, started to rain upon the shipyard. People's nails turned black and started falling out. And this big old void, this big old portal void thingy opened up and swallowed an entire ship. 
couple people were on it. There was craziness that ensued. Some people tried to get in boats and, you know, little rowboats to help. Others were fighting a demon that had climbed up the boat. And yeah. And then they turned into two, etc. Did anyone get any more mutations? I don't remember. Yeah, I got a cloud of rot. Oh, that's right. That's so right. I'm a smelly bird. You're a smelly bird. Yeah, like debris and things floating around me. Maybe I'll lose finger. You're you're a pig pen, but with a bird is what it sounds like. Uh, did you get one, Emily? What'd you get? I have spiritual instability. So I didn't write it all down, but I did disappear for an hour. Yeah, that one's got, uh, there's like a roll or something that happens. Um, when you critically fail uh resolve or something like that you go invisible for an hour in place or something that sounds right you should look it up ashley so you know if in case it happens uh but yeah, yeah i wrote it down but i didn't. that's right because you disappeared for an hour yeah we thought you died thought, i thought i drowned uh so you were actually instrumental in saving a few lives which is great uh but you were also asked to get the hell out because coinciding with these chaos manifestations was your arrival and they kind of want you to leave you still left bear uh because bear needs he needs another head and they're waiting for a donor and uh yeah there's that tricks on them it's bear that's uh cursed it could be it could be but then again bear's the only one who's been living this whole time and i don't think he's got any taints of chaos right isn't bear still pure yep Pure as an angel. Pure as an angel with their head kicked in. Yeah, I got a ton of injuries, though. Oh, my God. The amount of times he broke his elbow. Yeah. When we finally come back and play a second uh, a second campaign podcast for Zweihander in, like, three years, Bear's going to be finally ready to play again. So that's how long <laughs> your recuperation time is going to be, that poor guy. Uh, so you guys left. We left. We got out. You restocked. You got some horses. You started your travel west, wind, snow kicked up. Navigation didn't go too well, if I recall correctly. Arave no. nearly drove it was you a all crit over. fail, yeah, right? Was, yeah. Uh, somebody crit failed something. It might have been. Uh, didn't Emily crit fail something? Maybe. We, 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 we had a crit fail. Yeah, we definitely had a crit fail. They were both fails, but specifically Arave yeah, crit fail was and a navigation. crit fail. Yep. Yeah, because the last time we had a crit fail. On one of these wilderness travel, we didn't Ew. see that. Oh, it was there. a stealth test. Somebody yeah. also, both, both of times. them happened. Yeah. <laughs> crit fail this navigation time, and crit fail stealth. Yeah. This this time, maybe, you know, it won't be so bad, right? Well, yeah. It also depends upon what I have prepped and, and what I roll for, like, random encounters and such. And the howl bear just so happened to be one of the worst <laughs> that I could roll. So <laughs> didn't work out too well, uh, unfortunately. Uh, but we'll, we're going to pick up at the closed line of death. So let's do it. Uh, to remind you, swirling snows, swirling wind, incredibly cold. Remember that. I don't. I want everyone to remember that about your characters. Like seriously, think about this. You all are tracking and trekking effectively through Antarctica at this point. Like that's kind of where you're at. And while you have furs, and while you can make fires from time to time you are going to be in a constant state of cold. Spring will come eventually, but not tomorrow. Maybe in a couple weeks, but it's going to be a little time still before winter finally breaks. So keep that in mind as your characters kind of, you know, think about like your mind state and what you're in. Plus, you know, you're not heading to an easy task. You're not looking for an Arby's up here. You're literally trying to track down a bunch of marauders that took over Verdum. And you're trying to save some folks. 
So you're you're in the snow. You're looking for a place to camp, trying to sneak around. And it might have been Emma Lee, I believe, that heard the clinking of metal on metal, almost like wind chimes. And it was actually coming from up above. And it was hard to see because of the wind and the snow, and it was getting dark. And eventually, though, the wind died down momentarily so that she could see some things. And when she looked up, she saw bodies swaying back and forth. There's this large, singular, rocky outcropping, a very narrow, very tall, maybe 10 to, to 20 yards tall, with several cross beams, wooden cross beams that have been affixed to it in some way, anchored in the center. Uh, and there's different tiers of those. And hanging from the tiers that you immediately saw right above your head were, was a body. Uh, and it had, well, I wasn't sure if it was a metal weapon or, or maybe metal, metal chain mail or just a tool or something. And it swayed in the wind and was hitting right next to it another body also with something metal on it. And those two, those two combinations of metal created this clink. And that is exactly what we'll pick up with Emily. You look up, you see these two bodies. And then as you continue to watch, you notice that that one row above it, there's another long crossbeam with more bodies and another and another. And you realize that this thing has dozens of bodies hanging from it. What do you do? You're slightly ahead of everybody, remember. You're Because you're stealthing up ahead and you're looking around and you're kind of yeah. seeing what's ahead. So you're slightly ahead of everybody and they're waiting for you to kind of call back and give the all clear. Um, I want to look and make sure that there's nothing else around that's living. Okay. Uh, go, go ahead and make an awareness test at, at, uh, at challenging. Okay. Because it is, it, it, uh, your vision is a little bit obscured by the wind and the snow. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to reroll that? Yes. All right. Do Go I? right ahead. It's a 34 rating. Okay. You you said yes. I heard yes. I already flipped it. It's flipped. Mm. Before, no, you don't have to. It's if, if you could you could pull it back if you want. Yeah. No. I because mm, I'll this, stick with it. This could be the difference between seeing an owl bear and not seeing an owl bear. And we saw <laughs> what happens between the difference of those two things. <laughs> what do you think? Mm, I'll take my chances. Okay. Uh, you look around and you see movement for sure, but the movement you see seems to be the swaying of these different bodies. And as far as you can tell, they don't look to be alive. Is there like a folklore test I can do? Like, do I know if this is like the Marauders doing this or something else? Uh, you don't really have enough information yet because you just see bodies. You haven't pulled any of them down. You haven't inspected what types of bodies these are. Uh, I meant just like behavior of like displaying the bodies like this. Uh, there's a lot of cult. I mean, I think that's a, a fairly common technique for punishment or warning, something like that. So okay. it's probably not something I would require a role for. Plenty of plenty of folks would do this kind of thing because people are terrible. Fair lesson for the day. Again, you're up here by yourself. Your your people are behind you, waiting for you. Would I be able to take a body down by myself? You can certainly try. I'll try. Okay. Go ahead and roll an athletics test as you try to climb up this uh, this central outcropping and shimmy across onto one of these these uh, these cross beams. Uh, make it. Uh, I would say make it at with because of because of the wind and snow. I'm going to keep it a challenging. 
Okay. Actually, you're only going up run rung. I'll keep. I'll, I'll make it standard as long as you're not trying to go higher. No, just the one. Pass with a four. Yeah, you're able to climb up, uh, shimmy across, and you're able to cut some thick, very, very thick rope. Takes a minute, but eventually you do, and the body falls. Okay, then I want to go down and like inspect the body. Yeah, you take a look, and, and it looks to be a person covered in furs. Uh, you peel back what looks to have been some kind of mask that looks like it might have been... Umbatnor. Umbatnor. Do I recognize them? Uh, no, no. They they don't look recent. Okay. You can see signs of of animals having fed or feasted on the remains of this, like, you know, bite marks here and there, pecked out eyeballs. Some of the clothing might still be intact. I'll go get the group, but specifically Erevace, and have her check out, like, defer to Erevace to check out the body. Okay. Uh, so, you go and you grab people, um, and... Wait, there's what? What is up ahead? Um, lots of bodies. Oh, goodness. Like, a couple... Dozens? Um, I didn't count, but they're hanging. They're, it's it's a warning. Well, that's... So I want to look around the area. So on the other side of the outcropping, um, kind of around the area just to see, you know, if there's anything moving, anything visible. Okay. So you're, you're trying to do an awareness test because she failed an awareness test. Uh, everyone comes up. Uh, you see these bodies hanging from this clothesline. Everyone make a resolve test uh, at standard. The gruesome sight of these bodies and you're all getting smacked in the face and pelted in the face with wind the only place different to this sure absolutely if you have indifference don't even worry about it critical success just a regular success okay if you got a crit if you got a crit there uh drunk are you at all down already on the peril peril threshold negative okay so you're fortunately you don't really gain the benefit of that uh fail so that's uh, Maurice. Maurice, take 14 points of uh, mental peril, as this is disgusting. And now you might be a medical practitioner to some degree, <laughs> question mark, quotation marks. <laughs> um, nonetheless, seeing this array of bodies is, is pretty disgusting. The rest of you have seen it. You know, Maurice perhaps has been in a been in an outpost for a while, has been living the good life, you know? Yeah. How tall is this compared to the giants we fought? Uh, the giants would probably be a little shorter than how high the outcropping goes up. So they would potentially be able to hang bodies without a problem with how high this thing is? Theoretically, sure. Uh, it would be... I mean, the giant that you all encountered was around 17 feet tall, give or take, something like that. Uh, this outcropping has got to be at least 30 feet tall, and there's cross beams that go up all the way to the top almost, just underneath. So, they, you know, if if your theory is right, I'm not saying it is, uh, perhaps like they could have reached for the last, for the last rung, possibly. Can uh, I look and see at the body that's on the ground if it's like been crushed? Is is the main obvious damage? Uh, okay, you can roll a scrutinized test. Uh, I'll say the scrutinized will be a challenging, but you could always call over Maurice, and I'll say, Maurice, uh, you, if you're looking at it, since I know that you actually have heal, right? Uh, yeah, and scrutinize if 
that would help. At, at, well, I'll, I'll I'll say it's an it's a easy heal test or a challenging scrutinize test. So whichever one, and and anyone can roll that. Oh, uh, I guess I can roll. I'll guess. defer to the expert healer Maurice who healed me up. Yeah, you call over Maurice. He is, as far as you know, a doctor. He also looked at Bear, so I mean, he would have a pretty good idea if it's similar. Yeah, the diff- the problem is though is right now, Maurice is kind of driving a bit, as he failed. Yeah. So you tentatively move up, take a look. So I forgot about that. So um, let's go ahead and just make it a standard heal test, actually. Thirty-eight is gonna succeed. Uh, this uh, this body doesn't look to have been crushed. You can see that. Like I said before, there's a lot of animal wounds, uh, bites, tearings in the flesh. A lot of bone has been protruding. There's a lot of frozen parts, too. Like, this has possibly been here a while. Um, it, it would occur to you, I would say, with that success, that some of this, some of these wounds were probably post-mortem. Okay, I'll pass that along. Yeah, but definitely not crushed. No big boys, hopefully. So... This is kind of like a warning you were saying because there's a bunch of bodies hanging here. So are we going to leave? I don't see a reason to keep looking at these. This is the only way through? Uh, no, it's not. This is not in the way at all. It's just something okay. she came across. Like It's a long and empty tundra, and this is just erupting up out of the ice. Yeah, I failed. Uh, you don't see anything. Like You don't. The only thing that's moving, it's dark and very cold right now. And the only thing that's moving that you can see is stuff hanging from the clothesline. But this is the outcropping that like can hide us from the outside environment sort of thing? A little bit, yeah. You could you could probably use the, the base of it, which is a little bit wider than the tippy tops. It definitely tapers off the higher it goes. Yeah, if this is the best place we have, we might as well stay. Okay. Um, you want to really sleep want to you want to sleep underneath a bunch of dead bodies where people potentially come and hang dead bodies that seems like a wonderful idea Arave is going to look at drunk and just sort of be disappointed that we don't always get comforts in our travels you should know this if this is the best place to keep us out of the elements then this is where we should rest so she's kind of dressing him down a little bit for in front this. of everybody too. <laughs> we will see what happens by staying here. Then, if it is truly the best option, indeed we shall. <laughs> indeed we shall. <laughs> We're just trying to die at this point. Okay. Like, <laughs> I looked around. I mean, you know, I think everything looks fine. Both of you did. You don't see any other movement. You've, you've cut one body down. There's probably another. You know, 15 to 20 up here. It's hard to see. Yeah. I probably Um, cut one more down just to see for um, examination, recognition kinds of things. Roll a D6. Roll a a cast. That's a two. Okay. You ain't going down. Uh, It's uh, it looks to actually not have that Umbat Nor clothing about it. This actually looks like a Marauder almost. Has that same kind of Weird, spiky bone shoulders and different affectations that are meant to be intimidating. Umbat Nor have affectations too, but mainly that's for stealth and for reverence towards specific gods. The Marauders do one probably more for intimidation. And this definitely has that kind of look to it. 
uh, hmm. has a belt of like teeth or excuse me, a necklace of like teeth, but not like, mm-hmm. not like molars, but they've been like sawed and sanded to the point where they're sharp. And they certainly look when you point, when you show them the Maurice, Maurice can say, yep, those are human, uh, humanoid at least. Oh my. Um, Interesting. Do they have spies like the Umbed or like Marauder spies? Try and blend in with the Marauders or no? Uh, folklore tests for Aravain Drunk. Can I have the tooth necklace? Sure. You snatch the humanoid tooth necklace. That's a fail on the folklore test for Aravain. Drunk? That's also a fail that's even worse. Okay. It's a 95. <laughs> Either of you want to reroll that or are you satisfied with not knowing this bit of information? Uh, Cody, uh, you're better than me. I'm uh, almost 50 50. I'll give it a shot, I guess. Go for it. It's a crit success. Okay. There you go. So, not only drunk, are you aware that there have been attempts by the Umbat Nor to send some of their best to infiltrate the groups to the north? This has happened. You are familiar with some people who have done it. And looking at this body, you recognize this person. Not a friend necessarily, but a very capable warrior. Somebody who, despite being almost half your size, likely bested you at one point in like a, a duel or, or a, a fighting pit, uh, something done for sport not for or, or for training. Um, but yeah, you remember them. Fawn was their name. I will uh, communicate that information and seeing that there's two people that uh, are from the Umbat Noor, I would like to try and cut down uh, the bodies and make a, like, to bury them kind of thing. Okay. Uh, is anyone assisting in this? Yeah, I would. Okay. Definitely not. I'm going to go puke in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anybody else? Puking uh, or helping or doing something else? Emily no, will, like, be waiting no down reason. to help pull people down. Em- Emily is helping, but... Uh, you're not Hubert, is that correct? I am not. Okay. Those of you who are doing this, go ahead and roll standard toughness tests. Pass with a 23. Good deal. Pass with a 25. Good deal. Pass with a 29. Look at all of you. All of you pass and all of you are on the 20s. It's fantastic. Um, so I'm going to give uh, Maurice and, uh, and Hubert uh, two points of corruption for not helping. Uh, and as you're just watching them take these bodies down and you're kind of like selfishly moving off to the side. Um, Maurice, you also failed that test, so take take uh, corruption accordingly. Uh, the but the three of you, it, it takes some time for sure. This takes a while because like it requires somebody to climb up, to cut, to drop. You start getting the ropes out and you start using this low, you know, the slurring system. This takes well into the evening. Hubert and Maurice might even be sleeping at this point by the time that the uh, the three of you are done um, but you, uh, you get them all down and you start adding all of them up. And there's a total of 21 bodies of humanoids. And there's also another six bodies of what looks like animals. Wow. What kind of animals? Uh, definitely canine could be, could be something it could be maybe, uh, or trained dogs or trained, you know, or, or wolves or something like that. Well, passing them down, do Drunk or Erebe recognize any more people? Uh, yeah, you would recognize some faces here and there. Plenty you don't. Mm. 
So is it all Umbatnor? Hard to say for sure, because there's some people in Marauder getups that you don't recognize and some people you don't. But by and large, by far, like at least 75%, you feel fairly confident are members of the Umbatnor one way or the other. One or two more you see are like those undercover agents, etc. Um If there are any identifying like rings or different things like that, I would collect those. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, you get a handful of trinkets for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as you're going through stuff, you also manage to pick pick a few useful items out as well. You find several bits of alchemy, like little little vials and flasks of some kind of liquid that when you pull the stopper on it, you smell it has like a very peculiar whiff. Uh, it would require a routine alchemy test to identify them. Uh, one of the cloaks of one of the more recent bodies that is fairly high up uh, has a very warm wilderness cloak. Uh, so basically anytime I might ask you to do a toughness test for the travel, uh, I'm going to allow you to, to kick the difficulty uh, down a step. So it's going to be easy, one step easier. Um, there is a very interesting book as well that has all sorts of these peculiar magical strange looking runes that have been carved into the outside. It almost is, looks as though like the binding of the book is just sort of a, a crude custom job, uh, like its own little leather. There's not, it's not, not been cleanly cut and there's all these strange writings and drawings and diagrams that are on the inside. Um, there's a bag of oats as well. And uh, there's this weird kind of bag of these small glass beads. It's a shame your crazy lady friend with the magic's not here to read this book. Indeed. If any of you want to roll an incantation test, you certainly can. And it will be flip the fail. It's just for identification of what perhaps some of these things, like the the last three, the oats, the beads, and the the book might be. If you want to do that, you're welcome to. Standard incantation, flip to fail. Why not? Ooh. Close, buddy. Really close, but not quite. Not really sure. I mean, definitely the book gives you pause. There are certain folks, revered folks, within the clergy of the Umbat Noor who have a great deal of uh, peculiar abilities, uh, often naturalistic or animalistic in some way. Uh, many of them capable of manipulating the elements. Um, this might be of interest to them should you ever make it back uh, to, to the, the central strongholds beneath the Felrock, uh, Felrock Mountains. Uh, you do have an al- you do have a doctor here. Uh, your Quacksalver friend might be able to identify some of the other vials of pungent odor if you wanted to show it to him but he at this point is sleeping as you all worked well into the night while the rest of them are resting he can look at it in the morning maybe okay would there be some lengths of rope that might be salvageable uh i mean nothing 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 too salvageable because most of them are maybe 10 feet long and it's sturdy as hell and you gotta cut through it so it's not like you can really tie it together and expect a whole lot of sturdiness to it like it's not it's not okay really great i would say no uh, but you can find like boots and if anyone wanted boots or stuff like that, but nothing super special. That one cloak though is pretty nice. Uh, yeah. Other than that though, it's just if you wanted a second pair of clothes or something like that or a pair of boots or a knife or a dagger that didn't get picked up, but no no, no good weapons like 
like a lot of their like you don't see any like bows hanging around you don't see you know you see a quiver maybe with a handful of arrows left but none of the really good weapons are still here sure okay i will uh make sure that since Hervé's not as uh built as me it's probably a little harder for her to stay warm in the uh cold so i'll make sure she has that i, I do think i'm the scrawniest i think i'm like 91 pounds so yeah but what about your character <laughs> same okay um all right what do you do with these bodies then that you have them down i want to bury them I don't think we can bury all of them tonight, though. Okay. If you want to bury them, that's going to take a while. This is frozen ground, so it's going to take a while. Um, do you want to wait till the morning, or do you want to start digging tonight? Yeah. Burn them. I'm I'm kind of tired, actually, after being up as long as we have and doing all that work. Okay. All right. So you're just going to leave the pile of bodies here. Do you want to burn them, actually? Uh, Emily asks. I'll save our firewood. I'm trying to be respectful of the bodies and of the people that they were. I'm trying to survive in Tundra. I think we can spare a body or two. I'm going to make an assumption that it's not the worst thing to burn bodies. No, it's not. It's not It's not disrespectful. It all really is about... I mean, there's different... I would say that the, the burial rites of the Yumbat Noor involve like kind of reverting to the elements in some fashion. So fire is perfectly acceptable. Usually there are words spoken. Earth is burying. It's perfectly acceptable. And, uh, and even burial, like to, in some cases, you know, at sea, like uh, on the coast is, is perfectly fine too. Um, often if you know the person, they would likely have had an idea of what their preference was. Mm -hmm. Um, in the case of, of burning folks, it's very much like spreading of ashes. So like the idea of releasing the ashes of a person into the air. So all of it kind of circles around that sort of concept. Um, so probably the biggest concern would be is that if we were to burn these bodies, that that's going to be a gigantic bonfire. So yeah. we are definitely alerting anyone who could be around that, hey, we're here. And Maurice would know that being in immediate proximity to burning bodies is not uh, the healthiest thing in the world. Very true. He's asleep. If only he could have told us that. That's fair. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's fair. <laughs> I'm sure that's common knowledge. Oh, really? Well, I mean, at least it smells bad, if nothing else. I imagine if they went to sleep, they already have a campfire anyway. Yeah, they likely do have something out. I mean, you would, you would, honestly, you would really need one to survive the night. Um, yeah. Otherwise, you'd be risky. Mm -hmm. you, you do know that you're at the risk for frostbite. Yes. So basically, if you fail, if you crit fail a toughness test at some point for travel, you get you're you're gonna get frostbite effectively. So how about we leave the bodies for now, and then maybe in the morning when we're about to take off and not be here anymore, then we can burn all of them. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, all right. So you you rest as best you can. Um, Hubert, can you roll two d sixes for me? Yeah. Two chaos die. Five and six. Uh, Hubert, around your time. To do the watch after these idiots climb up and take these bodies down. You look around, you see this big old pile of bodies on the ground. Um, roll an awareness test. It's probably an hour or so before before dawn. It's a pass. You hear the sounds somewhere in the wind of footsteps crunching on snow. You look around and you see all of your compatriots are near you. Fire is still going. I'll do my best about the fire. Okay. And then I will notify Arave. Okay, so you wake her up. Arave, you are now awoken with the 
Knowledge, you did not get to reset your stress. What? There might be someone nearby. And I'll immediately grab my bow and put my ear to the wind and listen. Okay. You hear the sounds of multiple crunching of sort of feet on snow. Clear signs that someone's nearby. I will um, wake everyone else up and tell them to get to cover. Still dark out. Hour or so before dawn, probably, you would, you would guess. Uh, you Everyone wakes up. Is anyone doing anything when they first wake up? Go back to bed. Get okay, dressed. Is, is anybody no, else doing something? <laughs> get our stuff and yeah. quiet. Okay. You don't have a ton of time, so basically I give you like one thing that you can do. Grab my weapon and be ready. Fair enough. Grab weapon. Okay, so everyone manages to get a weapon. Hubert, as you're watching and pointing out um, where the sounds are coming from, you begin to notice that they come from kind of a couple different directions. And you're looking and you're looking and you're looking and you just can't see what's making the sound until about 10 yards from you. You see a silhouette emerge from within the snow and then a second and then a third. These fairly large bears white fur that seems to blend extremely well with the snow itself and they seem to be closing in on the camp what do you do so you said multiple bears surrounding three figures that are approaching the camp they're coming from slightly different directions they're not immediately adjacent to one another but you've been hearing the sounds of crunching snow for a while as if maybe they've been circling and now they're beginning to move inward. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll let everyone know that there's some bears coming by and we need to either go towards one direction because they're surrounding us or hide if there's any open spots. You can try to hide if you want. Uh, there's not a ton of places to hide, but you could try. Definitely trying to hide. Uh, I'll try and throw some like bait, like open a ration and chuck it as okay. far as I can away. Okay, nice. So you do that. And uh, the rest of you, those of you who are trying to hide, go ahead and roll for stealth. Wait, do I roll that too? Uh, only if you're trying to stealth. Can I do throw the thing and stealth? Uh, sure. I'll penalize it slightly because you were trying to do something else first, but that's fine. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. We're real stealthy. So as Arave and Drunk, the two of you being the more lengthy members of this this northern this northern peoples you you quickly find places to hide like you mm-hmm. you find little mounds of snow and just sort of wrap yourselves up in it like hide behind it make your own place to hide the rest of them are just fumbling over uh, themselves trying to to hide behind or cli- or climb up this outcropping and failing and slipping on the ice uh, you watch as uh, as Hubert tries to like dive into the pile of bodies, just like 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 hide within them or something. Oh no, genius! And that's when these these creatures seem to recognize, and they become charging in. As they charge in, you can see two of them are a little bit smaller, like they're you know relatively normal size, and one of them is quite big, not as big as Mother Ooze took, of course but very large and they come bounding in and then we're going to go ahead and start initiative at this point. Um, oh dear. So let me roll for them. Fortunately, all of you, 
because you've seen them coming, you know they're coming, you get to go first. And so there are three of them that are charging. We'll say that they're charging from like the north, uh, the northwest. And we'll say Arave and Drong, they don't see you. So you're, you're, they have not noticed you. You can see one of them seems to be charging towards the pile where Hubert just dived in. One of them uh, seems to be charging towards, uh, towards, Emily, who is crouched down behind like the outcropping, and another is charging at Maurice, uh, who just outed himself by chucking a ration uh, on the ground. Uh, I still some peanut butter on my finger. <laughs> so, Aravay, what are you doing? Um, so, you're, you're, so I'm going to give Aravay and Drunk, you get a, I'm basically just giving you a free round, the two of you to do something, and then we'll start like normal. So, Aravay first, you're the highest niche. What do you want to do? Everyone said they got their weapons, so everyone's got weapons. Yeah, and cool. so I assume that I, I don't need to spend an AP to load because that already happened. I would assume that you maybe had a yeah, like you were crouching down behind this mound and you had a bow, bow loaded up or arrow loaded up. Sure, that sounds fine. Okay, so then I am going to try to hit one of them. Okay, uh, one of the big ones or the big one or one of those smaller ones. I will say the big one. All right, I'm gonna try to do a takedown actually. Okay. Um, because with my take him down, I can do that with a bow, basically. Okay. So I am going to... Walk us through how that works. So basically, at distance, you can substitute either simple range or martial range skills when you attempt to use disarm, stunning blow, or take down. Okay. And you have, you have to be armed with a loaded ranged weapon. Okay, so you're armed with a loaded range weapon, so you're basically kind of shooting at a leg or something like that, seeking so if you could make the leg collapse and not itself. Right, and then time. I can separately do an attack, right. essentially. So you, so... starting with a takedown, go for it. Just passed with a 59. That's a hit. Uh, okay, so you can so you take the arrow flies to the air, takes one of the smaller of the three polar bears right in its uh, its front paw, right through its like front uh, like the front knee, and you see it just crumple and fall down and slide across the snow. It had no idea you were there. Uh, what are you doing now? That's one AP to do that. So um, then I will try a coordination to see if I can reload without spending an AP. Go for it. And I also succeed at that. Excellent. So you quickly get uh, another arrow back in. So I think you have, what, two AP left? Going to attack with my hunting bow. Do you want to take aim first? Yes, I will. Do you want to shoot at the same one that you just knocked down, or do you want to target one of the others? Um, I'll get the benefit of the takedown. Okay. So I'll, I'll do the same one. I am going to kick the difficulty up, because it is a little, it's not up as tall as it was. So I'm going to kick oh, it Oh, it's going to be harder? Yeah. Okay. Then I'll do one of the other ones. I failed. Okay. Do you want to re-roll that? It is surprise round, so so like you yeah. have surprise. What that means is if you hit during your surprise, you get an extra D6 for damage. So I'm not yeah, just trying to bait it. I am Yeah, and I've got a 70 on it, so Okay. Go ahead. Try that again. First roll was a 79. Second roll is a crit success eleven. Alright, roll an extra D6. Alright, so starting off with eleven damage. Thirteen damage. Okay. So 13 damage will, in fact, move the small one down two steps. Uh, so it's going to go down to moderately. Uh, go ahead and roll a d6 for injury. See if it gets an injury from this. Okay. With a five, it does not. Uh, nope. Drunk, what would you like to do? Is uh, the one that she knocked down within range if I were to charge at it with my lance? I would say, yeah, it would probably take two movements for you. So a charge would be two times movement. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say let's do that. So yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to charge at it with my military lance. So charge in for two AP and then you attack it with your third AP. 
tons of extra damage. You're going to have three extra D6s, one from the charge, one from the takedown, one from surprise round if you manage to get this success. Please hit. Please hit. That's how this game works. you got to stack them bonuses. Critical oh. success, 55. That's a four D6s now. Roll four more D6s. That's 30 damage. This thing's dead. Describe <gasps> how this how this happens. What does this look I'm, like, Drama? I'm going to just, just kind of... baby bear. I'm just gonna kind of come out of like a piece of snow that it doesn't look like I should be able to hide behind because I'm so big. I'm gonna charge and I'm just gonna run the lance straight through all the way to the back of the through the back of the bear. This thing goes and it collapses. This thing's almost as big as you, though. I mean, you call it a baby bear, but this thing's roughly your size. It's a good, you know, in length. Or if it were to stand up, it'd probably be about seven, eight feet tall. Uh, that death rattle catches the attention of the other two. We're going to start up the round again. Arave, it's back to you. This is first, you know, this is no surprise anymore, so this is normal. I am basically going to go through the same steps that I did last time, um, except on the big one. Okay. So you have to load first. Right. So that's going to be, first is going to be Arbalest Speed, Coordination, and that is a fail, so I do have to spend the AP to load. Um... I also would want you to roll, by the way, a routine resolve test. All of you can do it now. Um, I want you to get your survival test. This pretty fr- I mean, like the big bear is a big bear, pretty frightening looking creature, actually. This thing's fairly huge. And all of you would be well aware that this thing could very easily kill you. Like even the smaller ones could easily kill you. Success. Okay. All right. So if either of you are already down on the peril track, you can move back up one. Uh, anyone fail? Yeah. <laughs> Maurice can't handle anything to today. Maurice, take a nine points of mental peril, and you're suffering from stress now. You woke up, you went to bed okay. suffering from fear. And now ugh, you wake up, you're feeling better, and now you're suffering from stress. Oh boy. At least I didn't go down on the peril. <laughs> You've got three AP. Uh, what do you want to do? You're going to load? Load for one, and then I'm going to try to do the takedown for the other to try to set up uh, Hubert. Okay, small one. To do something. Or big one. Big one. Okay. Um, the big one's actually going towards Maurice, and the smaller one is going towards Hubert in the big pile. You killed the one that was heading towards Emily. Because I shot one the first time for the takedown, and then I shot the other one and did damage. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so the one... So then the other one is down. Right. So then I'm going to go for the the big one that's still up. Okay, so, the, yeah, there's one that... Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call. And that's a success with a nine. Okay. Uh, all right, so it's no longer su- it's no longer surprised now, and resisting doesn't take AP, so it's going to reduce coordination, and with a 92, will fail. I'll go ahead and burn a misfortune point for that, though, to try to reroll that, knowing how- okay. And on a five, I'll go ahead and resist the takedown. Darn. Then all I can do um, with my last one is take cover. Okay, so you take cover behind this mound of snow. Hubert, you're up. Got one of these. Uh, well, these polar bears are coming towards you as you're trying to pretend to be a corpse. What would you like to do, Stinky McStinkerston? Uh, is there still a bear left? Yes, there's one. There's two of them. One of them's coming right at you. I'm about to throw one of these bodies in front of it. Okay, I like it. So you chuck a body at it. Uh, roll an athletics test. Crit success. All right, so you throw it at it, and not only do you throw it in its direction, you throw it so far that it's gonna hit it. Roll a d6 and add your brawn <laughs> bonus, and that'll be the damage you do to it. Uh, nine. 
Okay, nine. You roll a one, and you have you have an eight brown bonus. Right? I have eight brown bonus. Uh, wow. you're, you're a strong boy. Uh, all right, so that'll actually move it down a step. As you throw a body in its face, go ahead and roll two d6s uh, for injury. No injury. Uh, okay, so that uh, took an AP. We'll call that you know whatever you know. We'll call that an attack since it did damage. You have two AP left. What do you want to do? I will move up to it. Get in range. Okay, one one AP move up. Yeah, and I'll just hold this last one. Okay, sounds good. All right, Maurice, you've got a big-ass bear charging at you. You threw some little piece of ground-up, like, corn or something at it. <laughs> not sure if it's going to keep coming at like you or not. it's a chicken. Like, <laughs> here's some feed. Uh, so what does stress do? I, I've been trying to find it, but I couldn't, I couldn't uh, see anything. So usually when you suffer from some form of madness, there's a couple things that you can't do. Things like, you know, you know trying to do, like, leadership tests to try to, like get people to do things like you know if you're doing litany of hatred or inspiring words uh then there's other specific talent related stuff that comes sometimes pop up when it when in regards to can't do this under other fear or stress or whatever so oh okay yeah I see all right uh morris's hand's probably gonna be shaking like oh what the hell did old maurice get himself into this time he's gonna like reach for his bottle of tequila and like take a shot of it okay i like just like freaking out all right. Just get like spear at the ready for the bear charging at him. Okay. So do you want to like say hold that and like hold it like for when he comes in and try to do like a like a like a, you're doing like a like almost like a cavalry charge thing where it's coming at you and you want to lunge at? Yeah. It? Okay. I don't really want to use my AP to run at it because my movement is four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Okay. Yeah, I can't get around too good. I do want to say. Yeah, I'll just hold. I do want to say point of order. You said your hands were shaking. You only yeah. got one of them. Hand, singular, oh, shaking. My, yeah, you're, yeah. you're right. You got me. I got you. <laughs> Suffer twenty corruption for lying. <laughs> Emily, you can see a dead bear has just slid slowly up, and its cute little nose has tapped your foot. It's dead, like freaking butchered. And you can see standing a couple of feet from you is drunk, covered in bear guts. What would you like to do? Uh, where is the nearest bear? Would it be Maurice? The, or... They're equidistant. You can make a choice. Um, Emily has a habit of going for the big bads, so sh- I'm going to charge at the big bear. Okay, fair enough. It's not, uh, I mean, it's snowy here, but it's not icy and slippery, so, I'll, you know, I think charges are okay. Okay. So then I will charge, and then I'm going to hit it, and I'm going to use my run amuck talent, so that adds 20% to my base chance to strike. Go for it. Sounds good. I'm going to hit it with my danger fist. Hit it with your with danger fist. With a two, fist. ten damage. Indeed. I get a d6 because I charge. Yes, indeed. And I rolled a three, so 13. Yeah. It's on the big one, right? Yes. All right, go ahead. Actually, nope. I'm sorry. That's the first time I took damage. All right, so don't let that. We'll move it. All right, so you come running at it. You charge, and you just do like a, a flying punch or something, and you're just like... Hadouken and like you just whatever. <laughs> wait no, that's the fireball what's the one where they do like the uppercut sure you can sure, sure you can thank you okay uh drunk you're up wait, am I within I charging oh uh no it, it hasn't moved yet they haven't gone oh I don't know if I could like cut in or I'll wait yeah, yeah. Go ahead. uh you're right ra- you're you're waiting for the big one to charge onto you it, ha- it still hasn't moved so I was like, oh, okay. like if it gotcha. moves up to you like you can do stuff okay gotcha drunk 
Are either one of them close enough for me to reach to charge and attack like I did before? Uh, we'll say, yeah, you could probably... Let me roll a die here, see, because you have worse speed. Uh, we'll say the small one is probably within your charging distance. The other one you could probably get to as well, but it would be like three movement. I'm going to charge at the little one then and Go do the it. same thing I just did. Okay. And this one has already been getting some damage from a body being thrown at it and it getting shot in the ass with an arrow. That's a seven. Seven to hit is good, and that's a bunch of damage. Uh, 15 damage. That's going to move it down two steps. How much is the extra charge? Two steps. Uh, roll a d6. I think it might be dead, actually. So it was at it was at 18. moderately went serious went grievous and you told actually no it's, it's, it's at grievous you did 18 uh do you want to explode something it's not not quite enough to kill it outright if you if you burn a fortune point you can kill it outright otherwise it'll it'll ha- it's going to be a, it's going to be around sure okay so you're going to burn one and it doesn't matter what you roll because you were literally on the threshold. You just needed one more point to do that third. And it is now dead. How did you kill this one, drunk bear slayer? I, this time, instead of going all the way through the bear, I just come back and I the spear just goes right to the top of the head from the back. That's disgusting. I love it. And we'll come to the big one now. Who's just seen its two beautiful children taken from her. An awful fit of rage. Can I interrupt now? Yeah, it's going to continue charging at you. So it's going to go ahead and it'll literally do charge. But before it attacks, you can go ahead and take your attack. I have to do my scrutinized test though, right? Yeah. I was just looking at the action. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. All right, if I don't, then okay. You're good. So I go now. Yeah. All right, Uno reverse card. I'm going to charge him. Okay. So the two of you are charging across the snow to each other. Go ahead. I'm going to thrust out my hardened spear right in his eyeball. One-handed. Or try to. Yeah. One-handed. Yeah. Uh, He's going to have it like tucked in his armpit. You can do, the, you can do that one-handed. It's fine. Uh, standard's fine. Oosh. You fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Missed by one. Would you like to re-roll? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, might as well. Okay, go for it. God dang it, dude. Okay. That's a miss. That's okay. a miss. So, right. as the two of you were charging towards each other, I'm going to say, if yours would have hit, you would have done extra damage, and I'm going to say the same thing for this one. We're kind of off the rails on this one, so they're both charging towards each other. Now I'm moving to attack you with it. So, let's see. I need a 70%. I need a 70 or under. Roll a 92, I'll burn. Misfortune point to re-roll. 39, I'll hit. I'll do damage now. It's this big... I got lightning reflexes, so I'm going to try to parry. Go right ahead. Bam. Pass with a 47. And you do manage to do so. As it goes to chomp down with its massive maul right on your head as you lunged forward and left yourself open. As it was reaching down, you managed to just quickly flip your spear up, knocking it right in the bottom of its chin and sending its head kind of tilting off to the side and you're able to just very deftly tumble out underneath it. Top of the round. Arave, one of these bears is left. It's on Maurice. 
Hasn't taken too much damage yet. What would you like to do? So I need to spend one AP to come out from taking cover. Then I need to roll my coordination to see if I can reload without spending an AP. Go for it. Crit success, so I definitely reload without spending an AP. And I'll go ahead and say on your attack, go ahead and re- to, to get a benefit from that crit, you can kick the, the difficulty, uh, make it easier by one step. Nice. So then I'll do attack with hunting bow. And that is a success with a 15 damage. Okay. 15 damage will move it two steps. Okay. Uh, so it's going to move it to uh, Sirius. So go ahead and roll two d6s. Uh, and I actually get an extra d6 fury die because this is the first time that I'm hitting this one. Okay. Roll that extra d6. Got a one. It's not enough to get to the next tier. Uh, go ahead and, and I'm roll. And I'm rolling the d6 for the injury. Two d6s. Uh, got a six. Got an injury. So this is going to be a serious injury. I'll hit the button. You have fractured Lanix. Classic. <laughs> we Classic. always get fractured Lanix. We do. I think I might have misprogrammed something. But you shoot this thing right in the throat. And so this thing was just... It, it, so you, you, we saw Maurice just tip his spear up and just throw the head up and back a little bit. So the exposing the under under of the neck just under the chin and you take right advantage of it your quickness the quickness with which you're able to load with your critical success you very quickly loaded up a, a, an arrow shot it and you can see it just slice right across the throat and then i'm gonna go take cover again okay uh all right so then hubert your turn the thing the small one's dead as mm. you see drunk covered in bear guts next to you uh, if i'm in charging distance i'll charge at the big one uh sure at this point yeah. I'll charge up with my lance and strike it. Go for it. Success. It's going to be 17 plus a d6. So 19. All right. That's going to be enough to slay this thing, actually. Just enough. Describe how that looks, Bear Slayer Jr. <laughs> uh, after throwing a body at the small cub and then having it slayed by Dronk. I followed behind him after he knocked up his head, and then I finished it off by knocking it back down with my lance. Nice. I like it. All right. Y'all, take a moment. You uh, catch your breaths. You kicked ass. I will, that was fantastic. Like, you all uh, crushed them. Drunk was getting killing blow. Arave was setting everything up. Uh, yeah. You threw a dead body at a freaking bear. And <laughs> did damage with it. <laughs> Emily like uppercutted one and even Maurice <laughs> was just like like stood down a bear charge like that was really really nice I think all of you if you if you are for are you if you are down the peril track go ahead and take a, a rank back like just just at how effective Ooh, nice. everybody was can go ahead and move back up like it's just like there's a surge of maybe adrenaline and then you start to look at these bears and you start to realize now that they're closer heat of the battle everything happens so fast they're not just white. You, you you thought it was just like white fur, but now that they're close, like they were covered in snow. So now that they're here, you noticed a few, a few things. Um, first, they have saddles attached to them. Uh, looks like some of them have been ripped and torn, but you can see the buckling. You can see that there's huge swaths of paint or blood smothered elsewhere. And you can tell because it's not the places where you attack them where you hit them, but there are places and flanks. There's brands here and there, like parts of the fur that have been burned away. 
How about all of you, Umbat Norfolk? Everybody, everybody but Hubert, go ahead and roll a folklore test at routine. So fail for Emily. Okay. Success with the 43. So Maurice also passed. Uh, so we got two passes. Erevay, did you roll your routine? I did pass. Uh, and Erevay as well. So uh, everybody but Emily, which probably makes the most sense. Emily is the most recent uh, acquisition here. Uh, you would know that there is a particular faction of marauders. Uh, you don't know if they have a name. Maybe one of you could come up with one uh, that your friends and folk call them. But you know that it, like there's these absolutely ruthless, but also kind of idiotic hillbilly-like marauders who ride bears into battle. Or at least they try to. And hmm. half the time, they the bears just buck them and eat their riders. It's like it's it, it's quite frequently there's a ruthfulness to it and a like they're just deranged. The lunatics who do this are absolutely not a deranged. However, if they're successful at managing to ride a bear and charging into battle on this, they are frightening and terrible to behold. Uh, and you would know that they're they're certainly they're not. Uh, they're not like the ones that some of you have faced so far. They're way more bloodthirsty and crazed and violent for violent sakes, not necessarily scheming the way some of the some of the marauders you've encountered thus far, uh, which perhaps suggests maybe a different a different demonic prince that they might align themselves with. Um, but one of you, if you can come up with a cool name, just let me know, and I'll give you a fortune point for it. But they're dead. You look around, you see this. Um, nothing really salvageable from them. And uh, what are y'all doing? Still about an hour before dawn. That reminds me of when I was, before all this horribleness happened and everyone in my group died. It was a successful amount of teamwork. Everyone's like high-fiving. Doesn't always happen. <laughs> right. Um, Emily's thing was she used to skin everything. So can I start skinning one of these? It would take some time, but absolutely you could. Um, these would also be very heavy to carry. Just one. Okay. It, it would still be very heavy to carry. Okay. It's up to you. These are not small. Even even the smaller bears, when you look at them closely, these weren't child. These weren't cubs. Could I like cut just like a cape-sized section of a back? Okay. Do you have any curing material? No, so it's going to be nasty again. Okay, sure. No oh. problem. <laughs> That's what it's like being in the party with Emily. That's right. Yeah, everyone forgot that. So now we have two stinky, stinky McStinkerstons. Okay. Can we get some meat? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's for sure. You can butcher these up and get some bear meat. Hmm? So we'll say Delicious. that in the time it takes you to do all that, dawn comes, sun's up, uh, light snow, heavy wind. Uh not a ton of light in the sky. Very gray day. You can actually see uh, the the pillar, the the clothesline of death, a little bit more clearly today than you were yesterday. Um, you can see that there's. It's not actually wood that these things have been hanging from, uh, but when you look more closely, it's these huge bones, massive bones from some creature. Who knows? Oh, God. And I yeah. climbed all over that? And you climbed all over it. 
those awareness tests. I'm sorry, both of you failed. <laughs> Neither <laughs> one of you got to see that. Uh, but you can see it now. Don't forget, you did actually also collect some interesting potions and things. And you have your stressed out. Yeah. And I'll say you're no longer suffering from stress as well. You feel better. Oh, nice. I mean, I'm going to a- bring over those vials and say, you have any idea what these are? They smell weird. Routine alchemy. Yeah. You want to re-roll um, that? Might as well. I'll say you can, if you don't re-roll it, you can look at it again tomorrow, but you that means, uh, yeah. How many do we have? Oh, uh, you got three left. But if you took time. Okay, I'll say that. Like everyone's cutting meat up and stuff, and that's fine. You could have taken some time to maybe run some tests on these. And you're only 10 off. Like you rolled a 74, yeah. you need a 64, and so that would have helped. Uh, so there were six things uh, uh, of, of liquid of note. There were a couple other vials that were just like water. You think maybe urine in one of them, and you just quickly just like, nope, no, 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 no. Uh, but the rest, uh, there are actually six that are kind of interesting. There are two doses of folk bane, two doses of demon bane, and two doses of animal bane. Nice haul. I don't know what those are. Uh, I mean, the name sort of implies like folk does, you know, helps you and does does things to when you uh, kind of smother it on weapons or apply it to a person. Yep. Unable to use reactions or more, depending on how many mm-hmm. doses. Demon, it happens on anyone that's categorized as demon. Folk is anyone who categorizes humanoid. Animal yep. bane, anyone who categorizes beast. Ah, uh, very helpful. helpful. So... Uh, but yeah, those are the things that you found uh, on the bodies. Speaking of, it's morning. You just got a bunch of bear meat. What are you doing with these bodies? Well, we have even more bodies to burn. But perchance, do I remember if Fawn had a preference of how uh, they would have been treated if they passed? Roll a scrutinized test at norm- uh, at standard. That's a no. Yeah, you didn't know each other all that well. I guess uh, we're going to burn a bunch of bodies then. Okay. So you spend some time getting a fire going and getting these suckers burning. And after a while, wow, does that thing blaze in. Holy God, does it stank. Everyone roll a toughness test at standard as the air. It just becomes filled with this odor that even passes over Hubert's stank and Emily's new stank. That's a success with a 25. Success with 31. All right. Hubert, interestingly enough, go ahead and take 10 points of physical peril as you get a little nauseous. Disappears on the spot. Did your crit fail something? What what was what what happened? It's not a crit fail. Um, whenever I fail a toughness test, I roll a D6. If I get a six, I'm incapacitated. (laughs) unconscious and i immediately disappear for an hour okay oh, oh for fuck's sake this shit again where did <laughs> she go roll, roll awareness test to see who saw this happen see if i can see it again when you fail any test oh, toughness. toughness toughness oh. only i failed that one so thankfully i don't take like i have a confusing thing because i am noble savage for my ancestral trait so I never suffer physical peril as a result of a failed toughness test. But you can still but fail this, the test. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's worth it's worth you rolling those rolling those fails now. Um, okay. Arave succeeded. Arave, you're the only one again that once again as you see as like she suddenly starts coughing and coughing, and she gets a little. Oof. 
And as she looks like she's about to fall over and pass out, you quite clearly, without any uncertainty, mm-hmm. she immediately disappears right in front of you. So I'm going to immediately point that out to everyone. And everyone turns to look, and she's already gone at that point. But you all would have known that she was nearby, and like, she ain't that quick. Something weird's going on. This is exactly what happened yesterday. She was there, and then she wasn't there. Did you see it happen this time? I saw it happen last time. Oh, okay. And this time. She was there, and then not there. And we just set this fire that's going to draw attention. What the, <laughs> where the hell did she go? I don't know. Last time she showed up at the same place, but after a while. So we, if that happens again, I don't know if that's going to happen again, but I guess we're hanging out for a little bit. How high is this outcropping go? Uh, the outcropping is like about 30 feet tall, but the smoke that's generating is just going up and up and it's not that cloudy of a day it's not i mean like it's light snow and breeze again i told you that you could see a lot better this and it's flat land yeah people are gonna see this for none of us know emily right we can believe her (laughs) (laughs) well that's going on i wanted uh maurice to like say a little quick prayer for the deceased very nice may the light find their souls or something along the lines like that. Beautiful. Wonderful. You take a moment while this is burning, you say this, and maybe that's why you were distracted and you didn't actually see Emily disappear because you were too busy in reverence. Yeah, that's why I didn't roll. <laughs> yeah, makes perfect sense. Uh, all right. We'll set up an ambush, use this as bait, and wait to see if Emily returns at all. Okay. Are you doing anything else other than like setting up an You're ambush? What's ambush that ambush me? You're going <laughs> to kill her when she comes out? <laughs> Witch! Burn her! <laughs> it's a good thing we have this fire going. We could just throw her on that. Bird man. <laughs> Squawking away. So did we come up with a name for those bear riding lunatic deranged mofos? Or is that what we're going with? There's three options in chat. There's three options. Okay. I put red haze because of red caps and probably the Prince of Violence. Okay. I put the Ursine gang. Okay. I stole Ursine and just added Blitzkriegers to it. Blitzkriegers. What do we like? I mean, the bears uh, were smothered in red. I do like the idea of red haze, but I like, I like the Ursa thing going on. I like that whole Latin-y name for bears in a world that doesn't have Latin. That's good. No, I, about, I, I like. You could do like red ursine or something, haze or whatever. Mix them all up. You could do okay. the red ursine blitzkriegers. Okay, that's all a right. mouthful. Whatever the fuck they are. After about 40 minutes of waiting around, sitting up an ambush for Emily, you notice, we'll say, Erevé, uh, who's got the highest, who's got the highest perception? Rami. 43. 44. 44. Okay. 38. All right. Say Erevé, you're kind of the rangery type. You see, there are six figures coming in your direction from the north and you can see them from a distance it's mostly flat land there's a couple outcroppings of rock here and there no trees no vegetation whatsoever there are these six figures uh go ahead and roll an awareness test 
and see what you can glean from looking out at them. That is a success. With a 35, indeed. You look out and you can see there are six giant bears all being ridden by six marauders that are covered in furs and horns and skulls. And they are moving in your direction. And we'll say that they're about a mile away. Now, they're not running. They're kind of a lumbering... As these bears are... Maybe these are the ones that are well-trained. But they are moving in your direction. So these are marauders, not Umbatnor. Oh, you don't know that. They could be undercover Umbatnor. <laughs> so the assumption is that these are people we want to stay hidden from. Umbatnor don't ride the bears. It was marauders that ride the bears. Okay, okay. That's what I thought. I just wanted to make sure. So I'll I'm signal so fucked. to everyone to stay hidden. I rolled three yeah. d6s and I rolled a six on the chaos die. Sorry. We should mm-hmm. hang ourselves on the cross so they don't know they're missing. I think that they would know that 20 something bodies are missing. All right. Uh, yeah. Let's definitely hide or run away. That's a lot of dudes. Who Who's hiding? Who's running away? You have horses. Don't forget. I'm going to run. We'll ride a distance with the horses. Okay. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about the horses. You I have horses. Ride them away. Yeah. Totally going to ride the horses. Yes. What are you doing right. with Emily's horse? Bringing it with us, I guess. Okay. All right. And so are you just heading west? That was your path. Or is there somewhere else you wanted to go? The opposite direction they're coming from? They're coming from the north. So you would be you would be going south. South would eventually take you yeah. back the way you came. And you can see, when you look at the south, you can see the mountains aren't that far away. Uh, okay. I want to go like a safe distance to where we could still like see what they're doing. Okay. I'll just see if they're scouting around. All right. I'll yeah, roll over the awareness test. Fun. Yeah, I'll roll over the awareness test. And we'll say um, probably about a mile to the southwest, you can see that there's the this clumping of, of this kind of bluish gray rock covered in snow at the top. Uh, might be a place you might be able to hide behind, assuming they haven't seen you already, um, which means I would like you to roll stealth tests, and I would like you... Uh, this is going to be more difficult than normal because you're on horses and there's a giant bonfire right next to you all. It's uh, 82. Okay, we have three fortune points left. Got an 82, a 71, a 13. Hubert looking good. 38, that's solid, 38. respectable, Arave. That would be normally great, but this is a more than, more difficult than normal test. Is that 38 enough? Or do we just need teen, teen rolls? I don't know. Three fortune points left. Are you re-rolling those 71s and 82s? Yeah. Okay. Go for it. That's a 50. It's better. It's better. Let's flip a coin. Flip a coin. Uh, What about uh, you, sir? Hubert? Not Hubert. Sorry. Maurice? Uh, No. Maurice hasn't uh, learned the lesson of stealth yet. He He wasn't in the party. Okay. You begin bolting away as fast but as carefully as possible maybe you try to use the uh the pyre of bodies for some cover to get away um not a whole lot you can do to cover the tracks of your of your horse it's snow and they're horses man uh one of you grab the other and you're you're traveling now the bright side is that you're you're run you know you're 
galloping with the rest they were just sort of slowly loping towards the uh towards the, the pyre uh, but eventually you make it uh not doesn't take very long just a couple minutes two three minutes and you are already at the outcropping when you look back they haven't arrived at the death at the death line yet but they do five minutes later and you can see from a distance that they are inspecting the bodies they are looking at the dead carcasses of the bears that are sort of partially cut up and burning and you can see that they start to drag the bodies of the bears out from the pyre despite the fact that they're crisp go ahead and roll 3d6s three chaos die uh, not, I almost called you Lavinia uh, Emily I rolled a 6 you pop up right as they're there no you can see that there are these bears around you are you still are you unconscious I can't remember will you come back are you unconscious what does it say um well it says I get incapacitated and unconscious but I don't take the I don't take physical peril because of my noble savage conscious is not something that is but I would I think I would be unconscious does it say you come back conscious no okay so a d6 is uh, uh, I think you can reroll a skill check with them and then they like you when you spend the fortune point you can explode them you come back unconscious in the middle of these creatures as you guys are watching you can see they all suddenly jump and move you see the bears kind of roar a bit one of the, one of the other one of the people that are riding them fall off of it as if something sudden something strange something peculiar happened i'll roll over some of those awareness tests from before Arave, you can see boom there's emily on the ground just a few feet away from that that closed line of death by the pile like it, it, it's getting definitely smoky and they're looking really confused you can see that they slowly approach her. Guess we're charging in on the horses. Yeah, boy. Charging in on the horses. As you're watching, you can see like one of them kind of like pokes her. And at that point, Emily, you wake up. Like they, he's like got some sort of spear, just sort of pokes. And you wake up and you are surrounded by six people and six bears some of them are mounted some of them aren't and you see your party nowhere to be found uh emily will just kind of like hold her hands up and okay just be like what what happened you can see this one fairly large figure it's got these big spiky bone shoulders and this that sort of skull of some kind of animal over top of its head like it's a like it's a helmet slides off the bear just kind of super super smooth it has this huge club it's like made from bone and rock and just looks at you and then just boom right on your face and just knocks you unconscious again okay those of you from a distance watch this happen and then watch as they pick her up and throw her on the back of one of the bears what are you all doing? Charging in with horses. You're charging in right now? Do you want to charge in or do you want to follow them? Follow? Follow them back to the camp of people probably where there's more of them. They don't. They're not. They're not like hurrying. Like they threw her up there. They're kind of strapping her down a little bit. You can see that they're kind of 
doing something with the bears. It's hard to see from here exactly what they're doing. Um, I rolled an 80 on their awareness test, so they actually didn't see you all run away, and they didn't see the horses, uh, the horses' tracks. So you don't see them moving towards you. Uh, do you want to go after them now, or do you want to wait back and try to follow them? I feel like we get some information. If we follow them a bit, maybe they head towards wherever they're going, and we can intercept them before they actually make it there, instead of just taking them out now. Okay. Um, I'm imagining this like nonverbal, like, go. No, we're not just like pointing. (laughs) Yes, you guys are hiding behind an outcropping. You can talk to one another. It's fine. You're a mile away. It's again. This is relatively empty dungeon. You have a lot of a lot of vision this morning. That's just my input on. I don't know what you guys think. Drunk, Um, Maurice. I see a damsel in distress. I want to go save her. That's my boy. They might just kill her and stick her up on the empty cross right there. Yeah, you do. I might be getting married right now. I just don't know it. <laughs> Arave, I would say you probably you had the highest perception. You can watch and narrate what's happening. You can say she's just appeared. She just got. They just smashed her in the head. They they're strapping her now on top of one of the horses. You can't tell obviously from a distance if she's alive, but you can tell yeah. that they are. They're strapping her down with ropes and they're attaching her kind of to one of the one of the bear saddles. I hope I'm getting married. Plot twist. <laughs> Maybe we can have like two people run by to like uh, as a distraction to have some of them split off. And then another team could swoop in like pincer attack. You know? No? Okay. <laughs> we could we could try it. And how many of them are there again? Six. Six. That's what I thought. That's bears 12. and Six. riders. Six riders, six bears. That's 12 people. I think that... Uh... Yeah. I mean, we can watch and see what happens, or we could charge in and, you know. Daughter's saying, let me get married. He's done with me. <laughs> Probably watching and following from a distance is the wisest course. That's a lot. Okay. We got lucky with three bears. Okay. So when Maurice tries to charge, you just you kill him, right? You just kill him because you don't want him to give a, right? <laughs> <laughs> Take him right in the knee. All right. Hold, hold me back. <laughs> okay. They hang around for about 20 minutes more, maybe. Um, and then you can see them. They leave. They start heading back in the direction they came. Um, what do you all do? How long do you wait? How, how much space do you want to give between them? And do you want to stop back by the pyre once more? I don't see a reason to go back to the pyre. Because we saw that. Well, she saw them put her on the bear. So... Try and follow them to where we can see them, but just barely, maybe. Like we can see there's. I'm not really sure how that works. Haha. <laughs> just barely. Okay. That's punny. Okay. Um, just catch their tracks the, and follow as well. Okay. I'll swoop by the camp and gather any of our belongings we left there. Okay. And if uh, Emily dropped anything, okay. mm-hmm. I'll grab it too. And then I'll try and catch up. Uh, Emily, roll on. Roll 2d6s. Okay. Doesn't look like doesn't look like she dropped anything. No. No. Um I dropped my my bear skin. No, they they probably would have taken that. And you notice Oh yeah. You notice, Maurice, when you look at the carcasses of the bears that you had burnt, they had pulled out of the fire, they've like deboned the skulls and like rip the teeth and stuff out as best they could like if like any of the heads were still intact they kind of like severed them so you have these 
these these headless bear corpses and you know uh, and, and then he also got, like, it looked like they were just like salvaging some bone and teeth and stuff from them lovely pretty gruesome actually so maybe I should make you roll a toughness test for this <laughs> or a resolve test. So good with that. Resolve test. I mean, I mean, resolve test routine. It's pretty awful. What just happened to these bears? Everybody. No, he's the same. only one who said he went by the look. The rest of you oh, said okay. other things. So today is not that day. <laughs> Maurice is having a bad wow. day. Do you want to? Do you want to use? We have two left. Do you want to use one? Uh no, that's fine. Okay, it's just gonna be a d10 plus one. See, I rolled a one, so it's only two. So it's probably, I, I doubt, I would hope that doesn't break your peril threshold. No, no. Otherwise, you really shouldn't be in this party. <laughs> All right. Maurice's terrible, not so good day. Okay. Um, so you all travel, uh, following as best you can at a distance. Uh, and it's probably about two hours before anything other than follow at a distance. They don't seem to look back very often. You keep them at a very big distance. Like they're just a speck on the horizon. Like you can tell the movement. There's not a whole lot that you can hide behind. You do your best every now and then, but for the most part, if they turned and looked too hard and they had halfway decent vision, they would know they would be or were being followed. By whom? Who knows? But they stop for a little bit. Uh, you can see that they maybe they're eating something. It's hard to say. You all do the same. Travel for another, another two hours. And again, you're going mostly north, a little northwest. And suddenly they disappear from the horizon. You don't see them at all. What the hell? Where'd they go? You keep going. And eventually you come to a, some kind of cliff. And you look down and there is a massive crater in the ground huge crater uh, in the ice and then the snow and the rock there is this tentative goat-like path switchbacking down the side of this cliff and you can see below they are in sort of the the middle portion of that giant crater which is a you know maybe 200 yards across 300 you know something like that it's, it's pretty massive it's got relatively tapered sides it's that you know, you could easily climb down, not easily, but you could climb down the horses. You could, you could imagine they would probably be able to do it. Just have to be a little bit careful. Bears might be a little bit more nimble and easier to do this. You can see that there's these large, call them almost like, almost like a, the, there's a variety of bones that have been that are protruding up out of the earth and almost like it's like building frames like structural frames here and there and there's flaps of fur that are kind of flapping in the wind and set up in some of these different locations on the looks like the eastern side of the crater uh, you can see that there is a fairly large hole at the base like a cave opening and most of these structures of bone and and fur seem to be congregating in a half circle around that opening. Uh, roll an awareness test, anybody who would like to. Oh, good. That's a success. Okay. Drunk. You notice that there are a couple of these larger spots of outcroppings of rock around the rim. You aren't near one, but you notice out of the corner of your eye, while you're all are standing over top 
of this cliff looking down into this huge crater that's you know like again a couple hundred yards across and you know maybe 50 to 100 yards deep you see you catch movement and it looks like it's some kind of outpost you know maybe a lookout tower and you realize if they look over here they're going to see you what do you do and also by all those those kind of bone like building structures there's people down there so it's not just the six that are going in but there's others that are down there yep it's where they all live we need to like back away okay so begin backing away and you kind of find somewhere nearby as best you can to park the horses and figure out your next steps meanwhile we'll cut over to emily who wakes up you got this warm, it's going to sound terrible, this warm, sticky feeling on your face, in your okay. head. You realize your hands are bound. You reach up and you kind of, your hand, your, your head's covered in sticky blood. You are, you look around, you see that there's people milling about. There's, there's bears. Yeah, your hand, singular, sorry. Um, you can see that there's bears and people milling about and you look around and there's like cages near you and it's not for the bears. It's for people. Am I in a cage? That's when you realize you're in a cage and we'll pick up there next time. Emily and getting taken. (laughs) What is your deal? You just have like kidnap as like a thing you enjoy. <laughs> How you're gonna get kidnapped and you're gonna become a marauder and you're gonna be three people you could be from the freaking I told you I'm going to be an abducted bride now. <laughs> you're gonna be from uh, like the I monarchy me, and then you're wife. gonna and then you're gonna join the Umbat Nor and then you're gonna join the Marauders. And triple agent. The the triple turncoat. Lavinia's just gonna have to like appear <laughs> if Emily's like dead. Well, that was Emily's problem. She just appeared and then boom, she was in trouble. I know. Oh my you guys gosh. are gonna the good thing Sophia's not still on the party. Sophia would have just gone running Who? in. Oh, yeah. I know. She would have <laughs> Sophia would have just gone running in. Like there's no way that's happening twice. Never heard of her. <laughs>